Hello and welcome. It's Monday and it's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have special guest who is currently in very sunny country. So if you are in Canada as us and approaching nine months of cold, you will get jealous in a moment. Welcome. Our today's special guest is Alice Saunders. Hello, Alice. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's good to have Elise here. Her hair is wet. She just finished swimming in the Mediterranean this morning, catching fish with her teeth, and I applaud her. <laughs> so we all want to see the video of that. <laughs> <laughs> me too, honestly. Yeah, you'll have to show me. <laughs> well, that will be interesting. So at least tell us more. Living life wild and free. I know you have a lot of story to share. So how did you and your husband decide to, to go on that wild journey? Yeah, um, it was really an evolution of sitting down and figuring out what was going to help me really feel like I was fully living. I had left a six-figure corporate salary job that I was just miserable and sick in. And I had been able to create my own company which life was tremendously better, right? I was uh, my own boss. I was living by my own moral code, all of the things that I had really wanted to make these changes in my life. But I thought, is, still, is this it? Like I'm still just gonna come to work every day in my home office and I'm gonna do these things and look at the same four walls every single day. Like, is this still it? Is this all there is? And I'm gonna do this for how many more years until I retire? and then I can start living life large. I was like, what if I did something today that put me closer to really feeling like I was fully living in my life? And so my husband and I just started imagining what would we do if there was no limitation on money or you know, we didn't worry about the minute details, but what would we be doing? Where would we be going? And so we started just manifesting and playing with each other and it's like, oh, today we'd be in Greece and the sand would be between our toes and, you know, we'd be having this amazing food and all the people we would meet. And, you know, then we were in France and then we were somewhere else. And, oh, we're hiking and we're biking and all these amazing opportunities. And the more that we played, the more that I connected to my heart's desire and realized that's the life I want. Like what <laughs> we're dreaming and talking about. That's what I want. And so I sat him down and I said, I have a crazy idea. You should retire right now, early. We should let go of the lease to our apartment. We should donate everything that we own. We should pack up what's left in our car with our two cats and we should start traveling and I can work from the road. And that was the conversation with my husband. Wow. <laughs> And then he and then he woke up. <laughs> and he was afraid it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Well, I can see why you're in Mr. Successful. You have a fantastic, a very uh, uh, engaging attitude. And I can see how you translate that over to your, your customers. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. What does your family say about this uh, quote-unquote uh, nomad life? On, uh, on uh, Now, yours is good. Your nomad life is good, really, really good. The 
one yeah. in the movie is a little different. Okay, but, <laughs> but, but, but what did your family say about what you guys are doing? We have had overwhelming support, especially when we originally set out, right? There was only like one naysayer and, and that was my uncle. And he didn't think I should go out and start my own business either, by the way. So I just kept ignoring him and, um, you know, but everybody else, uh, you know, our kids, relatives, friends, loved ones, everyone was so supportive when we said this because um, it's really quick when people will join you and say, wow, that sounds amazing. I wanna do that. And the big difference is between the people that say, I want to do that and I'm going to do that, right? And that's really the difference is that I said, this is what I wanna do and I want it so much. I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. I wanna blow my comfort zone up, right? because I wanna grow, I wanna challenge myself, I wanna experience things, I wanna live full tilt in my life. I wanna die with no list of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's really how I am trying to live my life. And so, you know, the, the people that have supported us and given us lots of encouragement have been, it's meant so much to us, but we have met so many people along the way that feel innately jealous of the life that we have. They'll say, it, oh, I'm so jealous of you. I wish I could do that. I want that life. But that's as far as it goes, right? They don't take that next step to make that life for themselves. And so, yes. you know, that's that's really heartbreaking because we're taught that you know, life begins in the golden years and that's crap. It doesn't. What your life is happening today, right now, and you've got to seize it because it will be gone if you keep waiting. Well, it's hard to step out of the comfort zone and think that we would talk from the early childhood. So what do Absolutely. you think that, where is that switch inside of each and every person that we can flip somehow or push somehow or keep pushing to block those fears and to start doing something that is uh, not what we were taught? That's a great question. And honestly, I didn't block the fear. I had them. I had attachment issues. You should have seen Greg. Greg has super big attachment issues and letting go of our apartment and overcoming the beliefs that we're taught as a child about roots and how important that is. And what we're taught in our belief system about having the security of a home. Um, you know, you spend a whole adult life building up all of these possessions, having the house, the car, the annual vacations, you know, all of these things. And literally overnight, we took what we had spent an entire lifetime as two adults accumulating and we put it in a truck and took it to the Salvation Army. Right? So th these are not easy things. We both had to hit head on just to get out the door on this adventure. Fear about safety, fear about security, fear about money, right? All of these things, we had to hit head on. But the difference is that we did it. We hit those fears head on. We worked through them. We felt our feelings. We did not stuff them. We took it as an opportunity for growth. And we 
felt like doing that was going to get us to something bigger. Here was the question we constantly asked ourselves. Do I want this thing? Do I want this stuff? Or do I want this life? Right? And that's what got us through. Do I want this thing? Or do I want this life? I, I, we did not choose to have a home base. You can as a digital nomad. But for us, the thing that made the most sense was to go all in. And so for us, it was either keep the apartment and have the stuff or let it go and have this life. Which did we want more? So we leaned into every fear. We leaned into every opportunity to grow as individuals, to overcome those so that we could be free, right? We don't realize that these things in our house called possessions give us a sense of fullness, but it's false. We aren't really full. These things give us temporary joy, but not long-term joy. They don't give us self-fulfillment or self-empowerment. This life that we're living, overcoming these obstacles, having these experiences, this makes me feel full as a person, right? It's, it's been absolutely transformational. So we lean into it. We feel it. And we grow from it. That, you know, I hate to use the word impress, but that's really is amazing how you're able to do this and you have this higher level of consciousness where you recognize that you were uncomfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us don't recognize that. But tell me honestly, when you could yes. drove the truck to the Salvation Army, how long did it take you to resuscitate Greg after his panic attack? <laughs> in, in his marriage with me, he has had to drive a couple of trucks to the Salvation <laughs> Army. <laughs> the first one, and actually we talked about this just a couple nights ago. Ironic that you should mention that because, um, you know, I was asking him like where his attachment level is now, you know, that we've been on the road and we've downsized, you know, from even a car load. Uh, a year ago to coming to Greece. Now we're living out of a couple of suitcases and those are our possessions. And he said to me, he goes, you know, that very first time when we downsized from the, you know, mega house into a 1500 square foot house. And we drove, I think it was honestly, I think it was like a 32 foot U-Haul. He goes, that one that we drove, he goes, that one was still to date the most difficult, right? It was the first time. He goes, every single time after that, that we downsized or made these changes, he goes, it has gotten easier. Not easy, but it has gotten easier. So, but yeah, no, he he was still really, really struggling with, you know, this last push because it was really hitting against a lot of beliefs that we've been indoctrinated with, like you were saying, since we're small children. Well, you know, bowls of tiny fish will do that for you, right? Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to see this face. Look going on I'm sorry. <laughs> Complaining about food. We know a lot about that. <laughs> well, at least one more question. Uh, yes. It's often it's hard to shift into something that perceived less stable 
and nomad is as a concept digital nomad being perceived as unstable uh, life condition or whichever it is uh, for a long time even now after covid when many businesses still work remotely many positions are remote or hybrid at least uh, people still see it as something always broke or always not having stability even though that most people with a stable stable paycheck live unstable life, living from paycheck to paycheck or not able to cover extra expense here or fear of losing job or anything else. So how do we shape those fears that are inside the bubbles and embrace those fears that are outside of bubbles and start living something that we really want? I love that question for so many reasons. Uh, again, because it hits against stereotypes, right? Which stereotypes just don't serve us at all in our community. Uh, first of all, uh, the digital nomad is stereotyped as like a broke 20 something in a gap year. Uh, that's not the case, right? Yes. So the, the people who want to have a digital nomad life that I work with all have jobs or uh, they want to create a business of their own where they can have a steady stream of income and be a digital nomad. So it is still the broke looking for an alternative lifestyle. It could be because a lot of European countries, the cost of living is significantly less than in the US. Uh, or it could be digital nomad professionals that make hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in their business that just prefer to travel and have a nomadic lifestyle. There are a million digital nomads and a million ways to digital nomads. So we can just remove that stereotype from the digital nomad uh, belief system altogether. But I would also say that because of the indoctrination that Oh, if you don't have roots, you are vulnerable. You are unstable, as you said. Here's the thing. You know, if we think about it, life throws us some pretty big curveballs, right? I'm sure that we all can relate to a moment in our life where we felt we were standing in the middle of a hurricane. That life was just swirling and whirling around us in a very chaotic sense. But the thing is, is that if you have a sense of self, if you have a sense of empowerment, if you trust yourself, if you know yourself, then as long as you are okay, right? It doesn't matter what's happening around you. And so I would say that the instability is our belief system. Our instability is what we see when we look out our eyeballs based on our mind frame. And when I look out of my eyeballs, it doesn't matter if I'm standing in the middle of a hurricane because I have sense of self. I have self-trust, self-love. I believe that I can plant my two feet on this earth and that whatever happens, whatever life throws at me, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to figure out whatever I need to do next to be okay. But the other thing that I would say um, is that in being a digital nomad, you pay rent. I pay rent 
It just happens to be at an Airbnb. You pay for a car. You might have two cars as a couple. Greg and I have one car. We have a long-term rental here in the country of Greece. It costs us about $700, 700 euro per month, which is a lot for a single car, but it's what we would have paid for two cars back in the States, plus insurance, et cetera, et cetera. You have to pay electricity, water, internet, all of these things. We don't. All of that comes included with our Airbnb. And there are many price points. There are many different accommodation options for the digital nomad. You could renovate a bus. You can have an RV. We stay in Airbnbs. You could stay with strangers. There's a program for that, right? So that you can get to know local people. Um, there are apartment communities that cater to the digital nomad lifestyle where you can move every few months but have luxury accommodations in some of the world's most beautiful largest cities. There are so many ways to make this happen at any price point that works for you. The thing that it really comes down to is what do you want? What experience do you want to have? Because you can make anything happen at any price point with the digital nomad lifestyle. <laughs> We're just thinking. <laughs> you just need a guess. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. And I wonder, before you go, I, yes. I'm, just, I'm just really curious because I read an article in Wall Street Journal a few days ago and it talked about how human resources have to deal with the uh, no, digital nomads now and people who want to live that lifestyle, but at the same time, they want to add value to a corporation, but on their terms. Right. And I mean, so that's the direction the world is going. So what advice do you give for people who have this uh, unrealistic expectation that they're going to go the old IBM way where you, you show up and go to work and you have a job for the next 30 years. No one is going to lay you off. Nothing's going to change. You have this guaranteed, guaranteed income and job forever. That, that doesn't exist anymore. No. What advice do you give to these people who wake up every morning thinking, well, what's happening in the world? It's unstable. <laughs> it can be really, really difficult when people are adverse to change because everything in our life changes. Every cell is reproducing and replicating into a new cell in our bodies, right? I'm gonna look in the mirror a couple of years from now and I'm gonna have things and we're looking back at me in the mirror that aren't there right now, wrinkles and gray <laughs> hairs and, right? I'm 49 and you know I'll look really different when I'm 65, for example. So change is happening all around us and to us and in us. The things that we love about our life happened because of a change, right? If nothing ever changed in my life, I would not have my cats, I would not have my children, my birth child, as well as my adopted children. I would not have my amazing husband. Uh, all of these people, all of these experiences, all of these things in my life and who I am now are because of a change that happened at some point in my life. And so I would say that the best thing that you can do is to lean into accepting things as they are and not as we want them 
to be. It doesn't mean that you have to go get a digital nomad life, but it means that you're creating resistance, right? If you are pushing against anything in your life that is changing, you're creating resistance in your body. That can, over the long term, create depression. It can create lack of happiness. It can even create illness, right? Seriously. And so what you resist will persist in your life. And so the more that we can learn to accept what is, to go with the flow in life, the happier, the more joy that we will experience, the better opportunities that will come to us through the universe to be able to have a better, more fulfilling, rewarding, enjoyable experience in life. It is so sad at the thought that someone would resist and resist and resist just to hold on to things as they are, because there are so many amazing things that have happened to me since I've been traveling almost 900 days on the road. Not one of them would have happened to me if I was still at home with my stuff in Dallas. And so all I can do is look back on my courage to make the tiniest little changes that eventually added up to one giant change of getting on the road and having this life. And that has created the person that I am today. And I wouldn't change a single thing. I absolutely love my life and I'm so grateful that I had that courage. That is inspiring and our dear listeners, that was Elise Saunders. You can contact Elise and work with her at talesfromanuntamedsoul.com. You can find a link in the description to this episode. Thank you very much for joining us, Elise, and sharing this inspiration because I'm pretty sure many people need it. Thank you so much for having me. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.